Two Chocolate Cakes is a story of two cakes, bookended at the beginning of one life and at the end of another, and all the culinary and emotional layers in between those moments. Mrs. Rock's Macaroni and Cheese Mrs. Rock was the mother I always wanted my mother to be. Swathed in flowing cottony skirts and tunics, in keds or leather sandals with her bare feet, she was slim and tall and breezy and had long, silky dark hair that never needed brushing. She wore pale lipstick with just a hint of color and smelled like oil of Olay and a teeny bit like scotch. My mother was short and heavy with wiry graying hair and wore polyester suits and scarves that barely matched. My mother didn't smell like anything but dandruff shampoo and sometimes wine and sometimes scotch and for a while, cigarettes. Mrs. Rock was an artist. In the winter, we built complicated and ornate snow sculptures in the rock's backyard, life-size prancing horses and igloos and frozen living room sets. She painted watercolors of her children, and they adorned the house's high ceilings and white walls and up all the staircases. Our house was only one floor, and every wall was covered in wallpaper. Mom loved covering the walls with wallpaper. The rocks were my parents' best friends, and it was on their couch where my father often rested his eyes during our dinner parties and other events. They were used to his necessary naps, and we kids knew better than to disturb him while he was resting. It was inconvenient for us, however, as he often did that resting on the couch in the TV room. The Rocks had three children, Lily, who was two years older, Nell, my age, and Annie, who was born when I was six. We all spent a lot of time together growing up. When life became difficult at home, which was quite often, Mom would wordlessly bundle me up in my pajamas and drive me over Mount Archer, where I would stay for several days without even a change of my own clothing. It became so routine as I was growing up that there was never any discussion about why I was there when we all woke up in the morning or what was going on at my own house. Even the bus driver that got used to seeing me at their stop. Mrs. Rock picked me up at school when I was sick with a migraine or a stomach ache, which occurred often during my adolescence. My father was parentally unavailable in the years before cell phones, and my mother was often too busy with one of her three jobs. Are you sure you're sick enough for me to leave work, she would ask. One of the greatest perks of this unusual family arrangement were the snacks. The Rocks had great snacks. Mrs. Rock wasn't a baker, but the after-school snacks, ugh, corn chips, Malamars, Oreos, Twinkies, Devil Dogs, Pepsi, all items and popular brand names that were never found at my house. Dinners were steak, hamburgers, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, french fries, spaghetti, even fish. Usually on Fridays, but I always tried to be home by then. But even if I wasn't, her fish was light and lemony and not heavy and oily and tasting like cat food. 
And there was never any arguing or fighting at the kitchen island where dinner was during the week or the dining room table where dinner was on the weekends. But my favorite dish of all was macaroni and cheese. Mrs. Rock didn't use that orange processed cheese food product like my mother did. She used blocks of creamy white sharp cheddar cheese. And she used wonderful long thin noodles like tremendous elegant spaghetti instead of the fat and stubby elbow macaroni that we had at my house. Mrs. Rock used seasoned breadcrumbs on top of the macaroni and cheese, but my mom just let it bake off, and the top section of macaroni was rubbery and chewy like old pencil erasers. I always helped out around the house when I stayed over. I had chores at home, and since I was a creature of habit even then, I did chores there. I set the table, fed the dog, Tanner, an affectionate and goofy golden retriever who was everyone's friend. We had a black toy poodle, James, a biter, who peed on my laundry. Folded the clothes fresh from the dryer. We did not have a dryer. I was quiet but engaged and mostly kept my head down, homework done before I watched any TV. I was in bed by nine, no back talk. I never had to be asked twice, unlike the rock kids. They didn't know how good they had it. I wasn't going to let this one good thing disappear simply because I couldn't be a team player. My favorite task was helping with dinner. I assisted at the elbow of Mrs. Rock when we made macaroni and cheese in the chipped corningware casserole dish with the blue design. Even that was appealing. It cleaned up so well when we did the dishes after dinner. You didn't need to scrub. We didn't have casserole dishes like that at our house, just greasy aluminum pans handed down from my father's older sisters. They never seem to get clean regardless of how much scrubbing you do. Mrs. Rock cut up the cheese into chunks while the water boiled for the noodles. I lined up the ingredients on the countertop, milk, butter, salt, and pepper. The Rock kids argued over whose turn it was to set the table or feed the dog, but their late family bickering was outside the kitchen. While macaroni and cheese was being constructed, it was just me and Mrs. Rock. She guided my hand as I poured in the milk or dotted the casserole with butter, and she held open the door as I carefully placed it in the oven. I used the oven mitts, even though it wasn't hot going in, just for practice, so I wouldn't forget when it came time to take it out. Mrs. Rock would pour herself a scotch or a glass of red wine and would cross her long legs and sit at the bar stool at the kitchen island while she waited quietly for it to be dinner time. The table was already set, and I sat at my place, the one all the way at the end of the Long Island, where the bowl of bruised fruit usually was, and waited too. Mrs. Rock's Macaroni and Cheese Recipe One pound of noodles One pound of sharp cheddar cheese One stick of butter Some milk Salt and breadcrumbs Cook the noodles Cut up the cheese into chunks. Cut up the butter into chunks. Make a layer of noodles, then butter, and then cheese. Add salt and pepper. Do it again, and then again, and then again, until you run out of ingredients. Pour milk into the dish until you can just see it peeking through the noodles. Don't overdo it. Sprinkle breadcrumbs on top. Dot with butter, but not too much butter. Bake in a 350-degree oven for 45 minutes, and then let it set for 15 minutes before serving. Thank you for listening. 
For more information about the recipes you've heard here, including author notes, photos, secret tips, and more, please visit twochocolatecakes.com. That's two, the word two, chocolatecakes.com. Mm-hmm.